Let us bow it in prayer. Father, this morning we come before your throne and we ask you, Lord, to minister to our hearts as we bring forth your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So that was Ruth going on a mission trip to Liberia. Here was a sister in Jesus Christ preparing to go to West Africa to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here was this sister who had an American passport, the greatest nation on earth at this time, issued Ruth a passport. But here was Ruth who forgot to send that passport to Washington to the Liberian embassy in order for her to obtain a Liberian visa to go to Liberia in West Africa. Passports are important because it is the document we use to travel around the world. And then you also need a visa for certain countries if you will enter that country. And the visa must be placed within your passport. Ruth had been doing all she wanted to do, raising money, being prayed, having meetings with the team members and other others just to be prepared to go to Liberia on a mission team. But here was Ruth, who forgot to send her passport to Washington, to the Liberian embassy, in order to receive a traveling visa to that West African nation. That is to say, if Ruth does not have a visa within the passport, she cannot enter the Republic of Liberia. This morning I have good news for you. Do you know that you and I, who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, have a special passport? It is not an American passport. It is not a Liberian passport. It is a passport not issued by Washington, but it is a passport issued by the man named Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, and that passport had no expiration date. It is the passport that the believers use that grants them the access to approach the living God. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25, the author wrote a letter to believers. These were Jewish Christians. People that have been in the Jewish religion for several years but have heard about Jesus Christ being the Son of the living God, the Savior of the world. And they have put their trust in Jesus Christ. And these believers, from the very first time they accepted Jesus Christ, everything about their life was just very good. They were on fire for God, doing everything for the cause of Christ. But then there came a time when these same believers were getting weaker and weaker in their faith, and they were about to fall away from following Jesus Christ. Some had fallen away from the faith. Others were at the verge of falling away from the faith. While others were contemplating of falling away from the faith. And therefore this, this author wrote them a very important letter. Encouraging them that it is important that they hold fast to the faith they have professed. The danger that threatened these believers was not paganism, 
It was not Gnosticism. It was apostasy. The deliberate falling away from Christ. Jesus, they had professed. And so the author wrote them this special letter called the book of Hebrews. Before going forward in the letter that he wrote, we find that the author dealt with some doctrinal and Christological issues. In chapter 1 verse 5 to chapter 4 verse 13, he told his audience that Jesus Christ is superior over the prophets. That Christ is superior over the angels and superior over Moses. In chapter 4 verse 17 to chapter 7 verse 28, the author stressed the high priesthood of Christ. And in chapter 8 verse 1 to chapter 10 verse 39, the author mentioned about Jesus' sanctuary his new covenant, and the sacrifice that Jesus made. Now he has come to the point in the passage before us to exhort his audience that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven and that these believers who hold fast to the faith they have professed. In verse 19 of chapter 10, this is what the scripture says, Having therefore, brethren, Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Let's unpack that verse. This verse, the author is telling the Jewish converts that had turned back from Judaism and had embraced Christianity, but at this time in their Christian walk, they were falling away from following God and they had the mind to go back to Judaism. He is telling them in verse 19, that they have the boldness to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, the believers in Jesus Christ, you and I, who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, we have certain privileges that those that don't have Jesus just don't have. The first thing is you and I have the union with Christ. We have accepted Jesus Christ, so we have union with Jesus Christ. In St. John chapter 1, verse 11 to 12, the scripture says, He came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Therefore, you and I have that privilege of being in union with Jesus Christ. That is the beginning of our privileges. Another privilege we have in verse 20 or 19 is that the believers have access to God. Having brethren, therefore, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. You and I who are following Jesus Christ, we have the boldness to approach the throne room of God. That gave us the access, is the identities that you and I have to enter God's throne room with boldness and confidence. Here was Sister Ruth traveling to West Africa. She has an American passport that she can board those in the nation on earth. But here was Ruth that could not travel because she left her passport in her bedroom. You and I have a passport, church. A passport that we can go anywhere in God's through Rome and of course go at any time. And God will not ask you any question. In fact, church, if we were 
as it were, going to the gates of heaven. And if we were to meet Michael, the archangel, standing at the gates of heaven, and he sees the believers coming, Michael won't ask you any question. It is because you have an identity. And what is the identity? First 19 says, it is the blood of Jesus Christ. That is your passport. That is my passport. That passport has no expiration date. It is sealed forever. That is the passport that we all have because we have put our trust in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. We have the passport. That is the access we have. The blood of Jesus Christ is the official passport Jesus gave to all those who accept him as Lord and personal Savior. Can I hear amen? I'm preaching from an African perspective. So we have the passport. And he gave us the access to heaven. The blood of Jesus Christ. Because we have believed in Jesus. We are sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. An official passport. No expiration date. Amen. Another passport that the believers have. That we can enter into God's presence with confidence and boldness. Is the seal of the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus promised the disciples, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may dwell or abide with you forever. Because of our union with Christ, we are called children of God. A special privilege that we have to enter before God with confidence. When we have these two seals, the seal of the blood of Jesus, the seal of the Holy Spirit of God, upon the life of the believer, we have the boldness and the confidence to approach God any minute of the day. It could be in your vehicle. It could be in the classroom. Wherever you may be, you can approach God's throne room with confidence and boldness because we have an identity. In that same verse, verse 19, it talks about the Holy of Holies. The rector who was, who may be a Jew, who knows about the Old Testament ceremony, and being that he was writing to Jewish believers that have been with Judaism for all their life, they know about the Old Testament, he talked about the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was the inner compartment of the tabernacle and there was the place that a high priest only go once a year on the day of atonement. Nobody go there except the high priest. Not every day, but once a year. Then that was a place that is restricted from everybody else except the high priest once a year. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, had given you and I the passport the identity, his blood, and the spirit of God that we can enter the holies of holies without fear but boldness. You know, I am from Liberia and I have a Liberian passport. When I was to travel to the United States, I must have a passport of travel. First, I went to the uh, foreign department and I paid money to obtain this passport. Then I have to take the passport to the American Embassy in Liberia to obtain a visa to travel to the United States. I got everything. 
I went to the Liberian uh, airport to travel through the airport to get on the plane. They need my passport. Where are you going? I got on the plane. I flew to Brussels. The immigration looked at my passport. They inspect the passport. Look at the picture in the passport and they look me in the face. And then they allowed me to go through Brussels. Then I came to Washington. I met real immigration. Instead, I gave my passport to the immigration officer. And he looked at the passport. He inspects the passport. He looked me up and down to be sure this was the guy who owned this passport. And after all the questions, he told me, Welcome to America. I took a deep breath. But church, this is a temporary passport. If I want to approach God, I don't go to any immigration officer. If I want to talk to God and commune with God, I don't go to any immigration officer. I only go to my knee and I can look up to heaven and I can go right to God through Rome and I can commune with God without this passport. Amen. We have a passport. Jesus' blood and the Holy Spirit of God. So the record told them, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I have the blood upon our life. We are sealed with Jesus' precious blood. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. And we can go to God with confidence. Now look at the word boldness in there. Why boldness? If you go back to the Old Testament, you will find out that the priests just don't go in the Holy of Holies. There are so many things the high priest will have to do before he can go in the most holy place of the tabernacle. First, he must offer sacrifice for himself. Purifies himself. Consecrate himself before he can enter the most holy place. Let me take you to the book of Exodus. The Jews had a problem. Haman wants to exterminate the Jews. And so Mordecai heard the story. He went to Esther the queen and told her, If you will sit here without doing anything, we will all be dead. So the queen got the message and she told her people, You go to work and pray the fast to God so that I will approach the king. Three days of fasting, only to meet King Ahasuerus. Then the day came that Esther was to go before the king, her husband. If the king had not called for the queen, the queen would not appear before the husband. So the time came, Esther walked, and there was King Ahasuerus upon his throne, and he took his scepter of authority and pointed it at the queen, welcoming her into his presence. Boldness. You and I don't have to go to God and ask God, God, should I come in your presence? God, is it the day for me to come and approach you? No, we have the passport that we can enter God's through room anytime. Boldness to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus Christ. In verse 20, by a new and living way, 
Let's talk about a new and living way. Jesus introduced a new way to approach God. Jesus introduced a new way to worship. Jesus introduced a new way to appease the wrath of God. Jesus Christ gave himself as the substitute for the sins of the whole world. He paid the price for our sin. He introduced a new way to appease the wrath of God. In the Old Testament, animal sacrifices were made in order for the high priest to reach the most holy place. Now Jesus dealt on the cross of Calvary gave us that boldness. He intercede on our behalf, introduce a new way. Secondly, his blood is perpetually effective. Jesus' blood is perpetually effective. It is not a blood of Christ that we have upon our life today. And then tomorrow, Jesus said, well, you give back my blood and you go on your own. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were being made every year. On the day of atonement, to the peace and wrath of God. But for you and for me, because we have the access to heaven, Jesus' blood has that perpetual power. This new way never loses its power. There's no more animal sacrifice. So the author is saying that you who have come to Jesus Christ and have believed in the Son of the living God, hold on, there is no way for you, there is no need for you to return to Judaism. Because Jesus Christ had opened the way to God, he had introduced a new way. Thirdly, he who introduced this new way offered himself as being sacrificed, a new way. The new way is also a living way. The man who gave us the new way, Jesus Christ, went to the cross and offered himself as the sacrifice. It is not the blood of bulls and goats, but the blood of Jesus Christ. So Jesus introduced a new way. Jesus says in John uh, 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Jesus Christ introduced a new way. That is to say, you and I will not have to go to any more high priests. We have the door open for us to approach God with confidence. Because upon our lives, we have the blood of Jesus Christ. And the mark of ownership, which is the spirit of the living God. Let's take a closer look at the latter part of the verse we say through the veil that is to say his flesh. Verse 20. By the new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. Now the veil in the Old Testament, the veil is the line of demarcation that separates the holy and holiest of holies. In other words, the first compartment is called the holy place. Therefore, they have the table of showbread, the lampstand, and the incense, where the priests go and worship. But the most holy place is behind the curtain, where no man goes except the high priest. It was the line of separation. No one was permitted to go beyond the veil except the high priest on the day of atonement. But at the death of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the veil in the temple was torn from top of bottom, indicating that all have access to God. Once you put your trust in Jesus Christ, the door is open. A new and living way. 
verse 21. And having a high priest over the house of God. The high priest, like we have in the Old Testament, the high priest was the person who was responsible to offer sacrifices on behalf of the people. He intercedes for them. He offers sacrifices for them. Jesus Christ is our new high priest. First, he intercedes for us by reconciling us to God. Secondly, he intercedes for us now as Jesus sat beside God in heaven interceding for the church. He is our high priest. Another important thing about the high priest called Jesus, he offered himself but not an animal. And his blood prevailed. His blood has the power to grant us the access to the throne room of God. The high priest had duties. And our high priest had a specific duties. He's talking for us every day before his father. So the author told the audience, you have the boldness to enter God's throne room. You have a new and living way. And you have a new high priest. The author, having completed his doctrinal explanation to the audience, turned to some exhortations, and we can find that in the next few verses. First, he told them that the faith they have professed is a living faith, is the best faith, is the only faith to hold on to, because they have these privileges. Why go back to Judaism? Why not hold on to Jesus Christ who has saved you? Why go back to Judaism? Here are some exhortations. Since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. Verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of our faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience in our body washed with pure water. Verse 22. Let's divide this verse into three parts. First, let us draw near with a sincere heart. There are seven places in the book of Hebrews where we find the phrase, let us. And after the let us, you will find an action word. Let's look at the first one. Chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear. Chapter 4, verse 11. Let us labor. Chapter 4, verse 14. Let us hold fast our perfection. Chapter 4, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold fire to the perfection of our faith. And chapter 13, verse 13, let us go forth. Anytime you hear the word, let us, in the book of Hebrews, there is an action. In verse 22, the author is telling his audience and us this morning, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. Let us draw near. The question that comes to mind is, why should we draw near? Church, believers in Christ, why should we draw near? The answer is very simple, but important. We draw near to God for one important reason, and that is to worship God. We draw near to God to be in communion with God. We draw near to God to hear God speak to us. 
We draw near to God to have fellowship with Him day by day. Let us draw near to God. Because these believers were at the verge of falling away from the faith, turning their back on Jesus Christ, going back to Judaism, the rector told them, let us draw near. And not only tomorrow, but today. And day by day, the people of God must draw near to the Heavenly Father to worship. We draw near to God to worship God. When we draw near to God, we hear when God is speaking to us. When we draw near to God, we have that fellowship with Him. It makes us to grow in our faith. The more you come closer to your earthly parents, the more they know you, the more you know them. The more fellowship we have with our earthly parents. But when you are far away in Liberia, I have my son, my youngest son, he was five when I came to America. And he escorted me on the airport. At the age of five. So when he went back home, when his friends asked him, where is your daddy? He said, daddy is at the airport. He doesn't know where I was. So each time he's playing with his friends and they ask him, where is your father? He's at the airport. Daddy on the airport, he can't come home. And the relationship between me and my son was not as good as it would have been if I was there. Coming closer to your earthly parents. When we have Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we come near to God to have fellowship with God. There where God speaks to our hearts in the morning, in the afternoon, in the noon time, in the evening at midnight. Draw near to God to have fellowship with your Father. The author told them, I exhort you to draw near to God. But then there is a condition, draw near to God with a clean, sincere, pure, unhypocritical heart. Draw near to God with a sincere heart. Now the purpose for which the high priest go into the tabernacle was to worship God. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 8 to 11, chapter 5 verse 11 to 14, the 24 elders, the four living creatures and the angels of heaven, they do nothing before God but to worship. And that is why the believers are called to do. Draw near to God for worship and have fellowship with Him. Secondly, in full assurance of our faith, this is a call to total reliance upon God, that God will accept us for the sake of Jesus Christ, that there is sufficiency in the blood of Jesus Christ. We have that living faith and in full assurance that we have a Savior that we can trust daily. Not only tomorrow, but you can trust God today, you can trust Him tomorrow, and you can trust Him 100 years from now. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In full assurance of our faith, we come near to God. Thirdly, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our body washed with pure water. This is also an Old Testament ceremony where the high priest, after offering the sacrifice upon the altar, the burnt offering, he will go to the most holy place. But before he entered the holy place, he will have to come to the entrance of the holy place, and there was the wash basin with water in it. And the high priest will wash his feet and wash his hands. To be externally clean in order to enter the tabernacle. What a ceremony. 
You and I would not have to put water in a bucket or in the drum to wash our hands and our feet before we approach God. We have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And we are washed and washed and clean. It is Jesus' blood that has cleansed us. In the Old Testament, they have to clean themselves. But Jesus Christ has cleansed us with his own precious blood. We are cleansed internally. Not external washing. But your hearts have been sprinkled by the blood of Jesus Christ. The author having admonished his audience to draw near to God. Exhort his audience to hold fast to the faith that they have professed. That is in verse 23. Let us go fast. The profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold fast. Let us first look at the word faith in verse 23. Faith in this context is not what Jesus referred to in Matthew 17 verse 20. This is what Jesus said. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. That is not a faith here. This is saving faith. Full assurance of our faith. We should hold fast to the faith that we have professed. This is saving faith. This is the faith in Jesus that he is the savior of the world. This is the faith in Jesus that Jesus died for my sin and rose again. This is the faith that apostles have in Acts chapter 1 verse 11. When they had escorted Jesus and Christ had extended into heaven, these men stood there. Wondering what to do next. I don't know if Peter may have asked Thomas, Thomas, do you think he will return? And maybe Thomas who was a doubting God may have said, well, maybe. And they were there having conversation among themselves. And then an angel appeared and said, you men of Galilee, why standing ye gazing up into heaven? This thing Jesus that is taking away from you into heaven will return the same way you see him going to heaven. That is the hope we have, church. So let us hold on to Jesus Christ because he is coming back again. May I say to you that we must hold fast to what we have believed because this is a better hope. Christ Jesus is coming back someday to take us home. No matter how high the ocean tide of life may rise, we must keep holding on to Jesus. No matter the tsunami of life around us, we must hold fast to Jesus. Because he is the author and finisher of our faith. You have the passport that you can enter God's throne room at any time. Since we have a great high priest, let us encourage one another. Verse 24 and 25. Let us keep encouraging one another. These were believers falling away from the faith. Some of their friends have fallen away from Christ. Some were thinking on doing the same thing. And he let us say, encourage one another. We are all on a faith journey. Some may be stronger than others in the faith. The strong must hold the weak. Hold your hand and every one of us can march on to Zion. We must encourage one another on this journey. It is a long journey, a tedious journey, but it is a journey worth walking. Let us hold fast to the faith and encourage one another. Falling away from the faith is a result of drawing away from God. 
For these Jewish believers, the problem they have was the fact that they want to go back to Judaism. I don't know what our problems are today. Yours may be different from mine. It's an economic downturn that is causing you to dart away from the living God. It's a foreclosure that is pushing you far away from coming closer to your living God. Why is it? For the believers that the rector was talking about, it was not paganism. Ours could be our culture that is taken away from God. It could be the environment in which we live have an impact on the way we behave. What could be the cause for us to do it away from God instead of coming closer and closer to God, holding fast to the faith? What is pushing us away from following God with our clean heart? Is it education? Is it money? Materialism? What is drawing us away from God? The warning is, we must draw near. We must hold fast. And we must encourage one another. Because we all have one Heavenly Father. We all have issued one important passport. And we all have a fifth genital walk. And we all can reach Heaven's gate and sing hallelujah to God. Because there God said, waiting for the believers to come around and fellowship with Him. The 24 hours in heaven do nothing but to worship God. Holy, holy, holy. Angels in heaven have no other job to do but to worship God in His holy presence. Church, we have a passport. It is being stamped. And it is stamped forever. It will never lose its power. And the stamp is from... Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sin to be forgiven. The stamp it is, is the blood of Jesus Christ that washed away our sin. It is that passport that will never lose its power. It will never fade away. Since we have that passport in our possession, I urge you not to put it in your suitcase or place it in your cluster somewhere. It is upon your life. And I want us to use the passport to enter God's throne room. Because God gave it to us free of charge. You will never go to Jesus and he will never ask you to pay for that passport. When I was taking the team to Liberia, they have to obtain passport. And they spend money to get those passports. Right, Rick? Good. They pay for the passport. I want to ask you this morning, how much do you pay to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Let me see the hands of those who pay some money, and I will call my Lord to reimburse you. No pay. It is free of charge. But that passport can take you not to Liberia, not to Russia, not to the Dominican Republic, but to heaven. And that's the passport we have. 
So why not rejoice and we have the passport? So the author is exhorting these Jewish believers to say you have your passport already. Why neglect holding on to God when you have a real special passport? Church, do you know you have that passport in your possession this morning? But I have another news for those who don't have Jesus Christ. That means you are without a passport. And if you don't have a passport, for my sister Ruth, her raised money to go to Liberia, here was her passport not sent to Washington, so she could not go on the trip. Here was my brother Jerry, who had done everything he could do. In fact, Jerry was the first to raise almost all his money. But here was my friend Jerry, my brother Jerry, whose passport was in the Liberian embassy, but the embassy said because Jerry did not send an, a return envelope. Return envelope? My God will not ask me when I approach God through Rome. He won't ask me for an envelope. Jesus Christ had already enveloped me. And he had enveloped you as well. So we can go to God with full assurance of our faith. You know, if you don't have Jesus, it is sad. But if you have Jesus, it is good. It is a song that we close on. When upon life's bellows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord had done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem so heavy you are called to bear? Comes the many blessing, every doubt will fly, and you will keep sinking as the day go by. When you look at others with their lens and gold, think that Christ has promised you work until can we say amen to that? Comes the many blessing, wealth cannot buy. Your reward in heaven, not on, not your home on high. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be disheartened. God is over all. Comes the many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort gives you to your journey's end. Church, we are on our way to heaven because Jesus Christ have provided us a passport. Use your passport to enter before God with boldness and confidence. There is no more fear because Jesus Christ has already paved the way. The veil is open. Why not come to Jesus and worship him? And I urge you, if you don't have that passport, please get it today. Tomorrow may be too late. So that you will join the others for us to go before Jesus at any time. His scepter is ready. He's pointing it to us that we can enter and have fellowship with our living Lord. May God reach the blessing.